Blog Talk Radio. First, there was a dream. Now, there is reality. Who is number one? Africa's reascension is number one. It's not enough for us to show how we were decultured during the diaspora, slavery, and so forth. It's very important for us to understand how we were recultured and reorganized. We are not uncultured simply because we don't have African culture. You see, we have been what? Recultured and rearranged and restructured. You see, and we must understand in depth how that restructuring took place and how it expresses itself in us and in the way we relate to each other. You see, because it is this reculturation ultimately that we must do what? We must reconstruct. We must tear down. We must remove outside of ourselves. So it's not enough to say what we have been missing as a people. A high African culture, what? Taken away from our people. But we must come to understand how we have been newly created by another people. And how does that new creation, under their power, represent itself in our personalities and in our social lives, in the way we think, in the way we behave, in the way we perceive the world, in the way we relate to each other and the whole day? Because it's, it's with that understanding that you design an educational curriculum for African children. The way the system of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work. And they will lose their control. The white and their offspring understood that if we continue to practice our culture, that's when we always overthrew them anytime they invaded our country. Africa's reascension. Hetepu, Yimhotep, Indamana, Indamanesh, Nangadev, Majwo, Kedu, Bargani, Anisogoma, Kopango, Salbona, Peace, War, War. Pan African Greetings, Sam Lee, Vineyard Africa's reascension, and I am your host, Kamal McCasey Tahuti. We shall start this part two, show off as usual with an apaye on libation which deliberately calls upon the energies of our African gods, our African spirit forces, and the forces of those yet born to guide and bless this endeavor. Ago, ago, ago. Odomakaman and Yame, Yame Wa, Amen, 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 Mawu Lisa, Olorum, Amen Bra, Beja Yensa, Asasiya Yensa, Abasun Yensa, Abasun Po Yensa, 
Now, the search be inside. Now, the Essequetua inside. Now, the Kofi inside. Now, the Tigray. Now, the Tigray. Now, the Tigray inside. Now, the Sankofa inside. Now, the Awusi inside. Now, the Asi inside. Now, the Adro inside. Now, the Adro inside. Now, the Bena inside. Now, the Abena inside. Now, the Wuku inside. Now, the Kui inside. Now, the Yao inside. Now, the Ya inside. Now, the Fi inside. Now, the Afi inside. Nana Amen inside. Nana Amen Miniwa inside. Mojuba Shango. Mojuba Oya. Mojuba Oshun. Mojuba Ogun. Mojuba Alegba. Ancha Herek Jehuti. Ancha Herek Asar. Ancha Herek Aset. Ancha Herek Sekmet. Ancha Herek Heru Kahuti. Yeshrimo Yansa, Yeshrimo Ahudin, Yeshrimo Ancher, Yeshrimo Sikapa, Yeshrimo Ankwasu, Yeshrimo Ankwasu Abasu Afau, Ye Ankwasu. That you, Odomakuman, and Yame, and Yame Wa, Amen, Amenet, Mawulisa, Olorun, Amen Ra, Katawakata. Use me and this form to transmit clear African centered theoretical and practical information so those listening can use it for their own transformation back into the sovereign Africans they once were. May I speak directly to their Sun Sun, their spirit? Their Ori, their Okra, and their Okrawa, their spiritual head, and their Ab, the heart, which for Kemet was a seat of intelligence. And may these words awaken the long, dormant, and asleep African inside of them. Kum, Achiwade fo, Nina, oh. Kum, Oborfo, Nina, oh. Kum, Achiwade for Yena Medasi Pa Medasi Bio Mo Piafo Mone Casa Medasi Nanano Yo Medasi Nanano The Apaya libation is an ancient and traditional practice that is still done to this nanosecond in all rural traditional areas throughout the continent. Past, present, future become one as those of tomorrow look upon what we are doing now and drawing strength from and doing the rituals of yesterday. Thank you. 
woodland, cotton fields, and tell your story. Spirit of the dead, rise up. Lingering spirit of the dead, rise up and possess your bird of passage. Those lynched in the magnolias, swinging on the limbs of the weeping willows, rotting food for the vultures, step down and claim your story. Spirit of the dead, rise up. Lingering spirit of the dead, rise up and possess your vessel. Those tied, bound, and whipped from Brazil to Mississippi, step out and tell your story. Those in Jamaica, in the fields of Cuba, in the swamps of Florida, the rice fields of South Carolina, you waiting Africans, step out and tell your story. Spirit of the dead, rise up. Lingering spirit of the dead, rise up and possess your bird of passage from Alabama to Suriname up to the caves of Louisiana. Come out, you African spirits. Step out and claim your stories. You raped, slave bred, castrated, burned, tarred and feathered, roasted, chopped, lobotomized, bound and gagged, you African spirits, spirit of the dead. Rise up. Lingering spirit of the dead, rise up and possess your bird of passage. All right, we are back. Africa's Reascension. This is your host, Kamal McCasey Tahuti. This is part two of our detailed response dealing with a quote unquote interesting interview I had on the TRS blog talk show on April 15th. Um, So what we're going to do is for folks who, for whatever reason, because I have a history of folks who just jump to part two and miss part one. um, So I will at least reread the opening soliloquy to give everybody the backdrop of what this detailed response is. And then hopefully (laughs) folks will properly go to um, part one and listen to the whole thing. And what I might even do since I got to do it, since we're doing the part two is I might fuse it all together and put it up on our um, Africa's reascension YouTube page. So um, stay tuned with that. Um, they aren't the only ones that can do long shows. On this show, there won't be death threats and 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 asininity and stupidity and stuff like what happened there. But anyway, so bear with me. I'm going to reread the opening soliloquy to let um, new listeners know <clears throat> the purpose of this show. On April 15th, I was the guest on the TRS show, ironically called Talk Real Solutions. They have a few hosts, but the main host is a guy named Tyrone. Um, The host Chaos slash Gary slash Everett was the one who asked me to be on. I thought I I was doing my homework and listened to a previous show to get an idea of how the show goes. Man, did I, the show that I picked was the wrong one. It went peacefully. So I was like, cool, this will be a regular show. And um, like I 
mentioned before, they tend to go on and on and on some shows as long as seven hours long. The main thing I did not know was that the main host, Tyrone, is a hardcore black-skinned atheist. And so, therefore, he, um, his listeners tend to be that as well. So the first two hours went like a normal talk radio show. I talked about myself, my past, and when, if, if you go back and listen to the TRS show, the soon-to-be-forgotten topic of the show, in the first place, my book, How to Make a Negro Christian. And even the first few calls went okay. Then I made a comment about black atheism, and the entire show came unhinged. While I wish chaos slash Gary slash Everett would have shared Tyrone's ideology with me during the invite, I still see um, Everett as blameless, and I do not see it as a set-up show. And like I said before, I just want to say that publicly. To spare everyone six hours, you could spend doing something, anything, more constructive than listening to this TRS debacle. Um, I will play some of the more African brain-numbing clips to focus on and comment more fully on. So in summation, the first two hours of the TRS interview, great. The last hour, train wreck. The other four hours was arguing, talking over each other, um, folks asking for money, at least the three death threats. I may have missed a few, but at least three. Accusations on who is a white girl or not, what a real ghetto boy is, and bitches who better have their money. The last five hours of this TRS show, and seems to be the majority of their shows, is what typifies what folks think black talk radio should be like. It typifies what folks think intellectual black talk radio should be, and it typifies our collective present status in the world today. While I don't shy away from forums uh, that ask tough questions for clarity, TRS is not that forum, or at least their Friday, April 15th show wasn't. So we went through a whole bunch of stuff. We went through um, with documentation, um, examples of the African worldview. Um, as Mama Rimba always tells us, you start with that as the foundation. So then if you have folks who give the words African spirituality, um, but they're not coming from that foundation, then you know they're talking about something else and just lying. So we started with the African worldview and how it plays within the society and how African traditional spiritual systems are 100% intertwined within the rest of the society. And we talked about compartmentalization, um, that European Caucasoid phenomenon, uh, which is what some of them was trying to do, uh, put all of the blame on African traditional spiritual systems and say that the only solution has science and technology devoid of and separate from African, real African spirituality. So ideally we debunked that. And then we dealt with a few of the um, okay questions, some of the real questions that folks ask for clarity. And so I walked through 
and 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 I gave a few more detailed answers to um, the questions I was asked uh, when I have enough time over there on the, their show, or I just forgot some material to add in. So this time I was able to get it all in. And so right now we are in our dumb, asinine comment section. Um, we've already played a few. We ended on Ankh, the God Killer, um, reconceptualized as the definition killer, because he feels if he can just redefine what atheism is, then it can be applied to all of Africa and all of African people. He tries to reduce African spirituality in one sense to only science and technology, and then he tries to reduce it only to a naturalistic understanding of the environment. Even in the book where he, that he read, and he actually made one good point, he, he, you know, a broken clock can be right is right twice in a day. So he did make he did make one good point in the read as far as you value the water, value the earth, all that sort of stuff. But in that same book and in other books talking about the group of people that he was talking about, spirit slaps him up and down the face. Deities slap him up and side down the face. Ancestor understanding slaps him all up and down the face. The use of the spirit reality to help tangible lived existence slaps them all up and down the face. So we are saying today that we have 500,000 years of African documented and experiential knowledge. And just because you may not like it, may not choose to know about it or don't know about it, does not stop the reality of African existence. It is a spiritual existence it is a spirit based existence and you will not be able to go through traditional africa which still does exist on the continent it does um talking your newly fangled defined atheism is just nature they will laugh at you or dealing with science and technology only and not knowing or caring about sacred forests sacred forests sacred trees sacred Areas that you can't develop on Even though you might want to Just to suit your science and technology um, Mindset No That doesn't work That doesn't fly um, And I'm calling you on it And so We had left off I had left off with A, a tip end of my conclusion but I'm not going to readdress that because we're going to get to the conclusion. I've got it all nice and written out, and I want to walk through it when we get there. So right at the end of part one, I, I, I sort of foreshadowed what the conclusion is, but we're not going to go there right now. We're going to pick back up on the um, dealing with um, some of the craziness that Uncle's talking about, the deities, um, don't work, go at what works, blah, 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 blah. We had addressed a lot of that. Um, I broke down the six reasons why Africa failed. And it's not just African <laughs> spirituality. It's not talking about the best altars. It's not none of that. I don't know. If he, he, I feel he personally has something against African spirituality, 
based off of um, his dealings with um, the holy tablets and that pedophile or some um, bad dealings uh, with a past blog talk show that he used to co-host with other folks. There's something that happened there. I, I can't put my finger on it. That's speculation. But he's missing a whole lot if he's going to try to just poo-poo and shit on African spirituality, which is 500,000 years old, and just compartmentalize technology and science. And then the definition within that compartmentalization is a European definition of technology and science. He has no understanding of indigenous knowledge systems, indigenously defined technology, or indigenously defined science. It's just Western science. So I went through those six things, those six reasons, and we ended on um, one doesn't sharpen one's weapon on the battlefield. And so there was one other point that I had wanted to make on that. So Christianity, Caucasoid education, and their guns got us in the predicament we presently are in today. Couple that with no communications network, sellouts, outcasts, returning with access to grind, and not initially listening to the priests when they gave the warnings. All of those combined for the ma'afa to happen. It is intellectually disingenuous to put the fall of the entire continent on real African spirituality. And if anything, you could say from my angle that stuff didn't work because we were also dabbling and playing around with Islam during that time. And Islam had come in and... um, messed up our societies to some degree and had messed up some of our conceptualizations that we had had previously. Um, So it was us turning our backs on our stuff that also helped aid in our destruction. Not an over-reliance on it, turning our backs to it is what helped lead to the, down, the, the, the temporary downfall that we're going through right now. Not an over-reliance on it. Not enough reliance on it. And so I had just wanted to add in Another show, it, it was a, just a lecture show that I put up um, by uh, here at Africa's Reascension. Again, stuff that you can listen to and check out, a lecture um, by Dr. Malefia Asante called The Future of African Gods. And we may play them again uh, because they, they, they answer and deal with some of the stupid comments that are going to come up, but specifically with this, um, they didn't work. 
I think um, Dr. Asante has some good things to say. So we've got a few clips lined up to address that. This first one is dealing with, specifically says, uses the example of Buddhism, but for this talk, we can throw in atheism. Anything but African, and anything but African on her own terms, a, 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 a phrase that was used very much by, again, the person I talked about a lot in part one, who none of those folks on TRS know about or give any deference to, who was a contemporary of Dr. Clark, Dr. Ben, Dr. Jackson, Dr. Williams, um, Baba Jacob Carruthers. Anything but being African will be an atheist instead of doing Africa her way on her own terms. Spooky, that spirit stuff supposedly don't work, all that sort of stuff, so I ain't going to believe in nothing. Anything but being African and anything but being African on her own terms explains the majority of the callers on TRS. Here's what Melissa had to say. No people ever turn their back on their ancestors. And that's why I think we have a, we have a particular problem. Because Europe and, and I believe the Arabs have both given us this problem. We feel inferior in our own things. Let me say that again because y'all didn't hear that. We feel if it's black, it's inferior. We got to go somewhere else. I'll be a Buddhist before I'll be in Africa. You know what I'm saying? I know that's what y'all say. As an African who be anything, give me anything. Let me do my yoga and everything in the morning. Whoopi Goldberg, I'm, I'm, I'm just out of here. But don't come talking to me about no African nothing. <laughs> this is us. You know it's us. It ought not to be us, but it is. These are the problems. And these problems sit right at the heart of our difficulties. We often hear our own people talking about, well, you know, we never could do such and such, and we never did such and I've never heard, I've had, I've, I've met Chinese people, Japanese people, I've never heard them curse their ancestors. I've never heard anyone call Confucius a pagan. I've never heard them say Lao Tzu was somehow uncivilized and primitive. They don't talk about their people like that. We have allowed Europe to infiltrate our brains. And we have allowed Europe to infiltrate our brain. Ankh, within those six hours, when he was asked and pushed to define atheism, went through atheos, went through the language, went through its originators, the Greeks. But he talks about Africa, Africa, Africa. Who is your, who are your intellectual masters really? Black folks who were before them or Greece? And if you're calling yourself an atheist, however you want to define it, 
your 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 intellectual fathers are white boys. Interesting connection. He used to do with the Nuwabian stuff. He turned out to be a pedophile. And now your intellectual fathers are Greeks who started pedophilia. Now I ain't saying you're a pedophile. I would never say that. I don't know you like that. I'm just saying, who are you taking your intellectual cues from, bruh? This next clip, this is real short, but it focuses on a sense of power in using our African gods and something that I would love to see happen one day before I'm gone if I don't end up doing it myself. Until we have African presidents, African prime ministers, standing in public and praying to an African god without shame, we will always be considered second-class people. Not to a white god, not to an Arab god, not to an Asian god, not to no God, but when we do it to what we conceived of without shame, then we can move forward in power. Because it's not about giving up our stuff because you as an individual don't think that it works. It works. And it did work. And there is, in the Sankofa Journal, and then I reprinted it in my African World Analysis, and you can check my page, AfricanWorldAnalysis.com. I, I, I reprinted it. Um, again, Baba I.J. Mamakuya Koto attempted to um, put together a spiritual donation for the Ma'afa and what happened and why it happened and what we had to do um, to reconstitute ourselves and to continue the war and the fight on this side of the waters where we landed. So while you may want to give it up because you don't understand it or you don't know it or you got turned out by it, it's real and it exists. And it's kept us around for 500,000 years, probably longer. And it will keep us around for another 500,000 years once we begin to reconnect with it and use it properly with science as we define it, with technology as we define it, and with all other aspects of our reality. But you can't compartmentalize it and then just cut it out and say it don't exist. That's foolish. And then lastly, this goes directly to the fallacious notion that our gods, our system, our stuff failed us. Again, who are y'all intellectual masters? I'm specifically saying Ankh because he made the statements, but most of the callers on that night fall into this as well. I see where it do. Is that um, we should not be talking about African gods because African gods have not served us well. Now, 
this is an interesting line of thinking. And you know why it's an interesting line of thinking? Because what it reveals is the dominance of the military, militaristic, martial type of religious distribution. See, African traditions were very clear. If I were a Zulu, then I would not go to my Shona neighbor and say, you have to practice Zulu. I'm Zulu, you're Shona, we both believe in Almighty God, fine. No problem. If I'm Ebo and Chuck Wu is the name of the Supreme God for me, that's fine. I don't have to go over to the Akon people and say, you shouldn't have Nyame as the supreme name. It's fine. It is only with Europe and only with the Arab culture do we have aggressive imperialistic religions. See, and that idea that somehow because we were not imperialistic, we didn't take anybody over, that our God failed, that's not true. God never failed. And our God never failed either. What happened was that we abandoned our God. This is the, the, the Africa. We the one went away. And we, was, we, were, we were so weak that we were the ones who were taken by the brain. Hope y'all got that. It's a bit of pill. Every time you talk that atheism stuff, an African rolls over in their grave and a Greek jumps up to applaud you. However you want to define atheism, an African rolls over in their grave and a Greek applauds you. So here we're going to move on to um, the next clip. And again, in my soliloquy when I had mentioned that this TRS show typifies what folks think intellectual black talk radio should be like. If you don't know about a subject, if you don't know about a subject, shut up about it and listen. Maybe you'll learn something. Sit down, shut up and listen, and maybe go check the sources out after it's all done. Sit down, shut up, and listen to information that's older than the information you're bringing to bear. The topic was about Haiti, and I had asked, I think it comes out, I asked a direct question, um, so how did Haiti um, beat off France, who was the biggest military power at that time? And folks just kept saying guns. They had guns. They had guns. That's how they did it. They had guns. But what no one has looked at is how they got those guns and how was stuff replenished or not replenished, whether it be guns or ammo. What no one is talking about is the terrain. But but let me just go ahead and play the clip, um, let the audience hear the stupidity, sound as, as rational, reasonable, reasonable thought, and then we'll come back and add some truth. 
to the matter. And three, man. This on, man. I'm trying. I'm checking it out, man. I, I, I'm just listening now. I, I was about to ask about the definition of pseudo because I, I mean, if there wasn't nobody gonna say nothing, I mean, what you're saying is not that I don't want to agree because I want to agree with you, but you can't prove what you're saying about none of that stuff. So it's like you know, what I mean, at the end of the day, it's not tangible, and we can't deal with it. And now, it are you like talking you to the guest or are you talking to uh? I was talking to the guest. I was agreeing. With, I just took the words out of my damn mouth. I was going to say it, and he beat me to it. Oh, right, well, let me let the guest Okay, go go ahead and respond to that, um, to, to Hootie. Uh-oh, did I mute to Hootie? I muted that damn body. Killer, I was I'm just wondering. Come on, damn no, go ahead, dude. Is he still there? I just want to yeah, know what go. was the deep African science and technology that the Haitian used to beat um, France during that time, which was the Girl. America militarily of that time, what science and technology did they use to get their freedom and independence? If it wasn't African spirituality. It's called called unity, and it's called the damn gun. It's called being on your home turf, goddammit. That's what they use. They use That means means you have to really look at it. Listen. Hold on one second. Gary, don't mind me. Let me check these lines right quick. Who's this unknown caller? We're talking 50 guns, 50 people to one. Freaking black power, what up? Okay. The the, the terrain is relatively flat there. I don't know if you've been to Boyce, Cayman. I mean, (laughs) it was a lot more than just science and technology. And I'm going to tell you, it wasn't. That not only helped Haiti, but also helped Jamaica and also helped the folks in Suramaka. All right, let me pause y'all for one second. Let me pause y'all for one yeah, I want to have that real conversation. Yeah, I want to see what you know about Haiti. Yes, I want to have that real conversation. Because from what I have studied, from listening to lectures on the topic, from listening to the number one Haitian scholar who's got um, videos up on YouTube, from reading sections of the brother you don't know again, Dr. Jacob Carruthers, a contemporary of Dr. Clark, Dr. Ben, Dr. Williams, and Dr. Jackson, in his book, Irritated Genie. And in, there's another book out that deals with first-hand eyewitness accounts of the Haitian experience. And little stuff on Wikipedia. <laughs> All attest to, okay. Gun. And it was guns alone, right? Do y'all know even how they got their guns? There were some white folks on the island who got into fights with other white folks on the island. So some of the Haitians, some of the rebelling Haitians, got some guns that away from stealing them from them, from getting a few from them. But that's just a few guns. Also, Toussaint L'Overture, not Christophe, Toussaint, being the general mastermind that he was, he did have his army use the terrain as their part of their benefit, where they would hide in the tall grass where they were unseen, and when the French soldiers would come or when the Spanish soldiers would come or when the U.S. soldiers would come, they would attempt to jump them and kill them and take their guns that way. Flat land, mainly, when you go further back, it's more mountainous 
but that wasn't where the majority of the fighting happened. So predominantly flat land, tall grass, and they had to rely on killing the enemy to get their guns. There's no place on Santo Domingo, (laughs) Hispaniola, (laughs) now called Dominican Republic in Haiti, where we were producing our own goddamn guns. So to say that the technology of the gun alone is what we did to beat the French is stupid, intellectually disingenuous, and just flat-out unread. Let me say this again. The way, the majority way the Haitian army got their weapons was cracker-fighting cracker, and when they die, they might get some of their guns, or they may try to do a you know, verbal partnership with some of them to get some guns when the fighting started. Or, and or, when the war was directly going on, Toussaint would hide his people in the tall grass, and they would jump the soldiers when they could and take their guns. And even that strategy didn't last all the way through. So so anytime you have to rely on your enemy to get your weaponry, how in the hell long do you think that war is going to last? And, 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 and do you really think you're going to be the one that's going to be victorious in it? We did not have any gun manufacturing plants on that island. So we were not producing guns at, at, at any rate to sustain an army. Yes, numerically, we outnumbered them. Yes, we did. I made an error. I'm, I'm, I'm honest enough and big enough to say this. I made a numerical error on, on the TRS show. When I went back and looked at it, yes, we did outnumber the French. But we also have to remember that it wasn't just the French that we were fighting in Haiti. The French came, the Spanish came, and the U.S. came. Retreat, regroup, come back. Whoop them up, retreat, regroup, come back. Terrain. So if the only thing we had going for us were numbers, but not weaponry, because it even talks about we picked up whatever we could get around, hoes, axes, spears, sticks, whatever, and then some military tactics to get the enemy's guns. I mean, think about it. If that's the, t- that's the main way, the gun is empty, how do you refill it? Where are you getting some more ammo from? you got to wait for the next soldier to come and kill him, and hopefully he's got some extra ammo on him. Otherwise, you can't use that gun except as a blunt object. You have to, have to, have to factor in a real African spirituality as a major factor of how we won the Haitian Revolution. We know about the ceremony that happened. We know that some of them were Khan and some of them were Yoruba. 
We know about the black pig sacrifice. Let's get a little more specific. There's a book that talks about this. When you look at our part one, I think the first image you see is um, folks all in red dancing. That image is an image of the Petro, P-E-T-R-O, maybe P-E-T-W-O, Loa, or spirits, within the Haitian Vodou system. The Petro spirits are the revolutionary spirits, are the war spirits, are the let's come down and fight spirits. Those were the main spirits that were called upon during the Haitian Revolution. Those were the main veve drawn on the ground. Those were the main deities that told folks where to hide, where to get some medicine, um, where not to go, and aided in the fighting. Within the Haitian system of Vodun, you also have the Rada Loas, R-A-D-A. Those are the cool, the calming, the, 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 the non-war, the peacetime spirits. In this article, it talks about the ceremony, and they called on the Petro spirits to come. And like with anything, a sacrifice is, is, is to be given, and the Haitian people were given the admonition that once we're done and you win this war, then you call upon the Rada spirits and, and bring peace back into this land. For a myriad of reasons, um, some being not so good, to this day, the peaceful, calming Rada spirits still have not been called to calm down Haiti. Now, I'm giving y'all some bonus information here because I know y'all ain't read that shit and don't know um, what, what, what it's about, but that's just possibly another reason of why Haiti is going through what they're going through today. We know after they used their terrain and those few guns they had, um, excuse me, they couldn't use the terrain. It was mainly flat. After they used um, the few guns they had and their larger numbers, and their real African spiritual systems to get the French and the Spanish, excuse me, and the U.S. off their backs. They didn't do the proper rituals to come to call in the warrior spirits and and call out the the, the peaceful peacetime spirits. And then we know all the rest of the. It's uh, other stuff that happened. The 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 um, crackers not recognizing their sovereignty. Crackers forcing them to pay French back for winning the revolution against them, um, and all the other s- stupid stuff that 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 has uh, marginalized Haiti still to this day. All of those factors have done it. But also, the real African spiritual stuff had a major part in how they won, and they still need to do some stuff now to get back on 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 the right side 
of Haitian Vodou history, Patro and Brada spirits. So yeah. So you can't just talk guns because you don't know what you're talking about. I just shared multiple times how they got their guns, not no gun manufacturing plant, um, not creating bullets. You had to kill the enemy and hope that they still have bullets in their gun and 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 other bullets for you to um use to continue to use that damn gun. So please do some more reading first, please. Right here from a sister who uh, is another one of those hardcore atheists, don't believe in shit, <laughs> but a whole bunch of what what was said was wrong, and 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 the the the, the key thing I want y'all to hear is her confusion with African spiritualities, plural, and African spirituality. Because if you studied the subject, you know there are common themes all across the continent that folks do. But if you don't study it, you don't know about it, you will parrot, you will ape the Caucasoid talking point. Oh, there's so many cultures and continents, and there's so many spiritual systems and so many people with languages and there's no similarities. And how you gonna just take it? Um, it first thing I want to say is about um, uh, somebody was really definitive about there not being atheism in Africa. Um, sometimes people don't study hard or they only study with a biased eye looking for things that support what they think they already know or how they feel. If you look at um, the southern region of the continent of Africa, and you can see it in the San Koi people, um, they have been for millennia, they have been, um, if you want to call it practicing, they, they practice a a, a system of humanism And uh, a lot of atheists Will refer to themselves as, as humanists And this right. is a, a Form of being irreligious So when people talk about And the San Koi people Are um, like the oldest People on the planet So when you say that there is no Atheism in Africa You are being really uh, deceptive When you say that Because these people are here They're still here And they still have these same practices The second thing I want to say I heard talking about Agoons and Orishas And Akon and all of this stuff And I, I want to say this first That all of this There is no difference in spirituality And religion All of that shit is superstition Superstition has never gotten us anywhere uh, further than science and technology has, and you can look at the, the world and see this, because once they knew how these things work, is there is no reason to appease to deities and things like this for, for sun and wind and rain, because we know how these things happen. So there is no need to, for us to be superstitious, superstitious anymore. I don't see a, a need for it. And when you talk about these different deities, I mean, we, we uh, people, you have to go back and you have to look 
continent, the people that populate the continent of Africa, there is not just one or two or three people. There are many, many thousands of different ethnic groups on that continent all being black, all different, and they all have their own, most of them have their own separate spiritual system or different ways of being persistent. And you can look at, at this, and you can see that the, the Yoruba and um, the Akons and all of these different groups of people, they're not always following the same deities and, and all of this stuff. So I, I don't see the point in saying, well, we need to get back to our African spirituality, and what you're doing is just grabbing a deity from these people, grabbing a deity from those people, and putting all this shit together and telling people that you can achieve things by appeasing to these deities. Bobby Hammett did that. He's been doing that shit, and his ass ain't bounced back from that stroke yet. Where is the damn deities now? They, all right, well, hold there. on, Jackie. Let me, let me get clarity for the people. Get that, right? I'm gonna let you respond to Hootie, but let me let me just try to get in in Haiti when we know that they have weapons. All right, yeah, there was a whole lot of BS in that statement. And so what we didn't play is another person on the line corrected her forthright and strongly calling what she called the San Koi, which their real name is either San by itself or Koi San. So she flipped it. They're Koi San. She called them atheists or humanists. And I had made the statement, um, the, 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 the two or three so-called white experts who have written on them may have called them humanists. But when you actually look at <laughs> and read more ethnographic information on the Khoisan or the San people, you find, just like everywhere else on the continent, spirits, ancestors, deities, veneration, all that sort of stuff. So while I had made my little point to shut that incorrect point down, it was real cool that another caller <laughs> Another person on the line was like, that's wrong. You just miseducated everyone who was listening here on the line. So that piece got shot down by me and somebody else. So that was good. But just, just I mean, just read. I mean, God, <laughs> they're humanists and don't have no deities. Really? Okay. Who's your intellectual masters? Um, again, it's Akon. And it's Yoruba, if we want to pronounce it rightly. We heard superstitions, and again, many different groups, all separate systems, um, yada, yada. Um, she said something about grab one from this one, grab one from another one, and you mix them and you max them and all that sort of stuff. I am not a proponent of that. The folks that I deal with here in D.C. aren't proponents of that. If you listen to the Future of African Gods presentation by Melissa Asante, he poses a system called Patari, um, pre, pre-colonial traditional African religions everywhere, something like that. He promotes that, picking something from here, picking something from there. Um, it's all Africa, and you just put it all together. And I've heard a few other folks promote that. 
I just got finished reading something yesterday that had talked about you really shouldn't do that because you, 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 each system is unique. The systems are usually um, lineage-based by blood, all that sort of stuff. Um, it's their unique expression um, and interaction with their particular environment and the spirits that inhabit that environment. So mixing and mashing usually isn't the way to go. The only time that had been somewhat successful was with the successful maroon communities, which, again, I've never heard anybody on Amaras Squad talk about it. I'm pretty sure folks on TRS don't know what the hell I'm talking about when I talk about maroons, but these were enslaved Africans who escaped the plantation system. And let me just put this publicly on the record. We have made dichotomization within the slave system, the house slave and the field slave. And we know Baba Mawali, also known as Malcolm X, you know, spoke eloquently on that. And we always identify, well, some folks identify with the field slave. Yeah, cracker, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, all that sort of stuff. It took me even a while to come to this conceptualization. Whether you're a field slave or a house slave, you're still a slave on the plantation. You can fight enslavement within the plantation system. You can merely and happily go along with the enslavement system on the plantation. But both groups were still the hell on the plantation. The people who they don't tell us about, the people who Caucasoids don't tell us about, the people who milquetoast Negroes don't tell us about are the maroon communities, those who successfully escaped. And more and more information and books are coming out on them. Slavery's Exiles by Syl- Sylviana Joff. Um, was just released two, three years ago, and that focuses on individuals and small groups who escaped enslavement and, 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 and lived their lives the best way they could off of the plantation system. Here in America, we hear about what, what's up in, what, what happened in Palmares, and they fought the, 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 the Portuguese for 100 years and won. Um, they try, tried to make treaties with them. Sometimes we took the treaty bait and stuff got messed up. We, we, we re-marooned, if you will, and, 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 and left the Portuguese alone. We know about the success, successes in um, Jamaica with Queen Nanny. We know about the successes in Suramaka um, and Suriname. In those situations, in a time of war, a con. Ewes, Ebos, Katawakata, etc., fuse together to make autonomous systems outside of the plantation system, and that's the maroon communities. Those are the only people who were 100% successful fighting against Caucasoids the maroon, the successful maroons. 
And the folks in Haiti could be called maroon, some of them. Not the field slaves, not the house slaves. None of the uprisings that we did from Louisiana, Denmark Vesey, Gabber Purser, Nat Turner, none of and, and others, none of them got to complete fruition. Only the Maroons got 100% freedom and autonomy from the plantation system, from the enslavement system. And it's very telling that Caucasoids and Negroes don't tell us about it. But then it's also telling that some folks, you know, don't even know to think to look, look in slavery for resistance. We just get stuck on field slave, house slave, field slave, house slave. So I went through all that just to say that that looks like that that was one time where, and again, it's, it wasn't picking and choosing. Actually, yeah, it was not picking and choosing from one system and just mishing it and mashing it all together. There was a consensus that was built within the maroon communities as far as the fusion of a deity structure, most of the values were similar across the board with Akan and Awe and Ebo and other stuff like that. So family structure, marriage structure, um, setting up militaries, um, defense structures, those type of things, all of those were relatively similar. So those could be fused together pretty well. And there was also some type of relative fusion within the um, spiritual systems as well, which then goes into her other point. So many different groups, their own separate spiritual systems. How are you going to talk about um, African spirituality and we need to get back into this and this and that when there's so much different stuff going on and blah, 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 blah. A person can only make that statement if they haven't picked up four or five books, even bad books, dealing with the different spiritual systems um, that was on the continent. And so, again, coming from the book, Sankofa Movement, Reafricanization, and the Reality of War by Kwame Okoto, Mama Kui Okoto, they make the statement, Though the cosmologies appear to differ according to geography and regional histories, the degree to which they coincide in fundamental principles and functions defines them as multiple expressions of a single cultural cosmological construct. Let me repeat that. Though the cosmologies appear to differ, According to geography and regional histories, the degree to which they coincide in fundamental principles and functions defines them as multiple expressions of a single cultural cosmological construct. A magnificent resource to use to, to, to blow that, this misconception out the water is, again, Brother Kwesi Ra Nahem Patah Akan. And here on Blog Talk, Ojirafo, O-D-W-I-R-A-F-O. He has pulled out etymological work, 
cultural work and cosmological work tying together Kemet, Akan, and Yoruba. Kemet, Akan, and Yoruba. Now, that's just three. He's, he's, he's working on um, doing the work to even pull more together. But even if you just don't want to go with that one source, because, you know, we don't want to do one source, um, the conceptualization of spirit, the knowledge of ancestors and how they are tangible in your life when appeased properly, the aspect of there are certain things that you can do to interact with the spirit world to take care of tangible real world realities. Those are things that I would call African universals. If you just read bad books about what they would call African religions, you will see that circle dance come up over and over again that I was talking about. You will see talk of spirits come up over again, over and over again. National spirits, um, deities, regional deities, national deities, royal deities, over and over and over again. There will be some difference based on regions, based on if they're centralized or decentralized, because if they're decentralized, they probably won't have a kingship and royal structure, so therefore you won't have any um, royal ancestors to make a peace to, so that won't be there. But um, um, all this other stuff is so similar across the board, and only someone who hasn't looked at it, hasn't studied it, can make the statement that you made. Because like I say, if you just read a few bad books on African religions from, from different parts of the continent, you will see some of the same themes over and over and over again. Uh, I really don't want to belabor this because I want to make sure to get everything in this time. Um, a concept of a creator or creative forces. Everybody got it. Everybody got it. I'm not a big fan of monotheism or polytheism as, as terms. We need to create our own term that explains um, African existence and how we look at that. Ankh um, is halfway right when he says that some of the African people did not have a European concept of, of the creator before the Caucasus came. That is partially correct. However, some of them did. I'll let you go dig those up. But some of them did. So now what? I take it as the totality of the African experience. We're the oldest people on the planet, 500,000 years old. Some of the groups, they came up with a concept that did say we, we have one one force or duality of forces that oversee everything, but others didn't. And then you can go into the John G. Jackson explanation 
of of um, it's a glass of water from the ocean, and it's the same, but it's the same water that you got from the ocean. Yeah, I, I know about that joke too. I, I listened to that long time ago. Remember, I've been doing this twenty plus years, not just ten. Cosmology: There are provisions for one or more components of the spirit that di- that issue directly from the Creator, and are the source of physical life. And see, here's another thing. For y'all, this is some more um, free side knowledge for y'all. Prove to me that the ego is and and super ego exists. We use the term ego all the time. I might even use it sometime. But as a tangible, quantifiable existence and reality, it doesn't exist. They don't exist. But we talk about them, the super id and the ego and the super ego, whatever all those three things Freud came up with. Um, I don't hear y'all running that down. Fine, prove to me that the ego exists. Where is it at in the brain? Where is it at in the body? If you can't find it, shut up using the word ego, because that's where we got it from, Freud. But I'm bringing that up to say that within multiple African breakdowns of the human being and of the personality. Kemet, I think they had seven of them. The um, the um, Gullah Masaba people, wrongly called Guramanche people, in Burkina Faso, they have an intricate breakdown of the person. The Akan, the Yoruba breakdowns of the person, where you got physical body. You've got mind, you've got soul, but in each one of these African conceptions of the person, with what I just read, you have one or multiple parts of that person that comes directly from the creator or creative forces. Now, again, you can say, you can't quantify it, you can't test it and weigh it and all that sort of stuff, yeah. But if you're going to use that same logic to poo-poo our conceptualizations, start using it for your intellectual masses to cracker and never use the word ego again, it again, and all that other stuff again. Each cosmology provides for the component of personal destiny, which may be acquired in a variety of functions. And the Akan is referred to as the Enkrabia or, or Enshabia. Among the Yoruba, it is the Ipin Ori. There are provisions for the element of character, the Sunsun of the Akan. Both the elements of character and mission are derived ultimately from the Creator. In each system, there are concepts of the spirit double or complement that exists synchronously, synchronously with the physical. In each system, the differentiated components of the spirit are seen as extensions first of Odumakaman, Olodumare, Ama, and Kosi, and then as expressions of the Abasun, the Arisha, the Nedaru, and other deities. What emerges as a picture of the spirit is an incomprehensibly complex and dynamic reality of which the physical reality is but a small component. So again, by us being around for 500,000 years, 
we have studied and looked at the individual. And we, through trance and through our African spirituality, have been able to delineate specific parts of the human being. And within those rituals and within that understanding, we know that some of those parts of the individual come directly from the creator. You come here with a mission and with a destiny within the African system. It is up to your parents and it is up to the community that you were brought into to help bring out and fulfill what that destiny is. It also helps if you're given the right name because within African systems, your name, and we spoke about that earlier with um, in answering one of PRK's crazy thing. If you're given the right name, you are then reminded of your destiny, of your mission, every time someone calls your name. So instead of trying to poo-poo and shit on real African spirituality, it's time that folks be honest and really study it and really look at it, and then you'll see how deep it really is. Blows away practically everything within European conceived reality and universe. But you got to make the intellectual break from Caucasoids and from Europe first to be able to fully understand the profundity of African wisdom and real African spirituality. But if your brain is locked in a white box, in a Caucasoid box, then you can't understand those conceptualizations, and some folks just want to throw them all away because they don't understand them. Even though 500,000 years of documented and experiential research and knowledge shows, it's inexplicable with African reality. So, yeah, I, I, I don't want to belabor that, but Again, anyone who has done any small amount of study on, 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 on um, African spiritual systems throughout the continent will see the differences based on um, environment, based on um, cultural setup, things like that. But you have to, <laughs> you will have to see all of the similarities, east, west, north, south, and central. And, again, we could really go on with that. Um, What I read, again, from Sankofa Movement was page uh, 167. But they go on with even more examples of that, of how the different systems tie together. 167, 168. um, And then they – yeah, let me end – this section right here themes, uh, themes in traditional cultural systems In examining survival Traditional cosmologies in the history of African Civilizations we are led to Several major themes or principles That are constant in the cosmological Systems that form the Foundations of these civilizations Those represent many of the core Values and principles Of those societies and are found In the mythology employed throughout Africa in antiquity and tradition to make the totality of reality intelligible. So some major themes 
that exist all throughout traditional Africa, unicity, singularity, and multiplicity, reciprocity as a process, purposefulness or mission, balance and harmony, propriety or righteousness, complementarity and twinness, order and order. A lot of them also have implications on moral behavior almost across the board. And I read some of those as far as Saban, Trené, Iowa Pele, Izebo Madu. So go back to part one and check that out. Um, again, stuff across the board, ritual. All those different rituals that we do from antiquity to tradition all throughout the continent, and all throughout places where traditional African people migrated or was forced to migrate. The Akom experience of spiritual possession, spiritual mediumship, and sensitivity to it, all throughout the continent. Themes, reoccurring themes. Divination systems. Now, again, different divination systems for different groups. Some folks, um, if a wolf walks by and they have a certain pattern of footprints, they know how to read those footprints to be able to tell you about certain things um, that you need to do. Other folks can look into a pot of water and information is shared to tell you what you need to do. Other folks can throw down some cola nuts and depending on where they fall, they can tell you what you need to do. So the, 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 the systems and the actual and the the systems and the actualness of the divinations are different, but the fact that damn near every traditional African system has some sort of divinatory process is an African universal that you would have gotten if you would have read some books about African spirituality versus just saying what white folks told you to say. There's so many different cultures and so many continents. How can you say that there's only one? Oh, how can you say there's some similarities? Because I read and I've been doing this. Maintenance of traditional systems. Um, we've already talked about deities and ancestors, um, offerings, medicines, and spiritual healing. And I went through the three phases of what spiritual healing um, occurred, how that folks with. And I walked through, I shared the Imhotep journal, and it, this was specialized in indigenous traditional um, healing modalities. And there was 10 groups. And if you read all 10 of them, you will definitely see the differences because some are in East, some are in West, some are in South, some are in North Africa. But you sh what should jump out at you are the similarities of the healing modalities that's used. Um, reincarnation. Um, and, and revelation within an African understanding. Um, yeah, those. So all of those are some themes that go across, up and down the continent. And all you got to do is read a few bad books on African traditional systems to at least begin to put together those similarities. And then after you read some better books, some good books on it, especially books written by practitioners who are in the systems, then a lot of those similarities will jump out at you again. But again, you can, this is from the Sankofa Movement book. 
Considerations of Spirit in Reafghanization and Nation Building, and you can also get that information from um, odwiraf.com. He's got YouTube videos. He's got um, 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 Ustream videos. He's got blog talk shows. He's got 20 books. You can buy the soft covers for, for, for varying prices. Or you can download all the PDFs for free. He has done a magnificent job using etymology, culture, and cosmology to tie together ancient Kemet, the Akan people, and the Yoruba people. So the talk, the Caucasoid talking point of so many cultures, so many people, so many spiritual systems. How can you just pick just one, or how can you just how can you say that there's just one or whatever, whatnot? We're not saying that there's one, but we're saying. Well, no, I want to reread this again and shut up. Though the cosmologies appear to differ according to geography and regional histories, the degree to which they coincide in fundamental principles and functions defines them as multiple expressions of a single cultural cosmological construct. And you get that from study, not talking out your left blood sheet. Point, let me take a break. So we've already played one clip from um, one, one, one musical selection from Brick the Foundation. Come play another one. It's a good one. Y'all just check him out. He's on band camp. Excuse me. Hey. I need to take a little break. Brick the DA Foundation. And this song is red black and green here at Africa's Reascension. Bless the people and bring the land, bring the 
somebody gotta do it So I teach them about these obstacles in life Fuck the justice system, war is psychological On everything I love, they can't stop me once the profits grow Military rifle, supervision with the scope. Better rallies watching, got me underneath they microscope They want the force move, they in right gear outside your door Lockdown, home of the brave, just the land of the free But they treat us just like slaves, you don't own that property If those taxes ain't get paid, then what you say? First Amendment, watch your mouth, busting in like fuck your couch Move strategic, even though I'm weeded, feeling so prestigious I'm a leader, please believe it, I'm a superhuman being It's a special dedication, I'm just here to raise vibration If they don't wanna give us our respect, we gotta take it, gotta take it That was Bricks, the, the Foundation, Red, Black, and Green. So let's get to some more of these. Got a few more left. These dumb responses, as I call them. This one. I could have just played these two together because <laughs> it's Pianchi again, and Pianchi needs to stay in his lane. This is not his subject, so he just doesn't know what he's talking about. Stick with the economic stuff. <laughs> Stick with stuff you do on TV show, on the Falcon Forum. Stick with that. That seems to be where you're good at and where some, dare I say, strengths lie. But in African culture, identity, and spirituality, you're talking out your ass. Here's another example of that. Yeah, and I just want to – I'm staying staying away from Kemet. I'm staying with the topic of the show. And you had – you was talking about ancestors. You had some things in there. Now, somebody said something about the oldest genes on the planet. According to science, the oldest genes on the planet is those islands, which is east of Banaka. Bancolar in India and Mandros in India at the southern tip called the Adamant Islands where a group of people, black people, jet black people called the Jarawa. And as far as I understand, they don't have no no religion. Another thing, somebody mentioned something about some groups having gods of pain and hell. Well, you had to experience pain before you can come up with a god to try to answer your pain. People cannot buy, draw a hippopotamus until they see a hippopotamus. Human life was atheist.
before they created a god. You had oh, to know nothing point. before you created something. Another point. The, Jama- the Haitians. Henry Christophe, as he was following Voodoo, and he was born, I believe he was born in Grenada, and he went to St. Dominique, but Henry Christophe fought with George Washington at Savannah. Or he fought with the French. So what was George Washington's? I mean, how are you going to take George Washington's belief and Christoph's belief and the two combined together in order to win a war? Mm. Another point. <laughs> Blacks in America <laughs> is one thing, and Africans on the continent... Have you clarified that other point? Where well, I don't, no, I don't want to get in no debate. You have time to, to, to butt me. I got no, one I more point. I don't understand what you say. I'm asking for clarification. You said Christophe fought with George Washington and France. I was trying to understand. Not a debate. George Christophe the Haitians fought with George Washington at Savannah in order to defeat the French. And then okay. he turned around and done something with the French also. So okay. if he... If his guys was Voodoo, well, George Washington's guys was not Voodoo. Now, another point. Another point. Another point. We talk about African spirituality. Those Africans on the continent have a whole different right. history than the people here in the United States have. Right. Regardless if you like it or you don't, you and not everybody, but there's a lot of intermingling that have went on, and you don't have one set of ancestors. Your ancestors are going to take you to Sweden. Your ancestors are going to take you to Europe. Your ancestors may take you to the Caribbean. You can't. And you mentioned earlier about this thing where this one white guy who had black ancestors and he built a shrine for both of them. Well, maybe it's the ancestors fighting each other because one feels that they're not being recognized and you're trying to deny the other. That's all I got to say. Thank you. All right. Um. Ah oh, man. So Pierre as y'all see, with both of those clips, he liked to just say stuff and be out like he's saying something <laughs> intelligent or intelligible and then like he's dropping the mic like Obama did over the weekend when studied people can read through that BS <laughs> but he don't want to give them no time I specifically mentioned Toussaint Le Overture we can we, we, we know Mackendall and Buchmann um or the main two um, 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 spiritual chiefs, for lack of a better term, spiritual healers who 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 led the um, the spiritual arm of the war. Um, they were the ones that led the ritual. They were the ones that got the sacrifice and did the sacrifice. They were the ones that called upon the um, rider and the the the, 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 the Petro um, Lois. I ain't gonna say nothing about Christoph. And then that whole piece with George Washington, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> do you hear the full sentences that's coming out your mouth before you say them? Or, again, you just do the mic drop stuff and, and don't listen to what you say. That, that had no basis. And I even, made it, I even made sense of his point if he would have went in a certain direction. But the direction that he went in absolutely made no sense. As far as I know, Christoph. 
Um, of course, we know he was a stolen African, but I don't think he had, and I haven't come across anything that says he had um, any um, deep spiritual um, influences like that. But we know, and it's documented about Makandal, M-A-K-N-D-A-L, look it up. And we know about Bukman, B-O-U-K-M-A-N, look it up. And we know what he said about throw away the image of your white man guys to bring you fear and death and destruction and all of that. Those were the two who led that that particular um, rebellion, that successful rebellion. Um, And we know Tucson, I think he was a Khan or a Yoruba, one of those two. But I haven't come across information about Kristoff being um, major in that particular um, ritual, so... Just to bring it up, I think that was so. Now he also mentioned <laughs> again when you don't know if you don't know stuff, shut up and learn. He said that the Jawara people are the oldest people on the planet, from the Adamese Islands, and that they don't have a religion. First of all, <laughs> again, this is just internet search stuff for this. Um, if I need to go to the Library of Congress to shut your stupid ass up, I can. But just the little stuff that I came across from from the Internet, the Jawara people and the people from the Ottoman Islands are directly linked to the continent. And one article even said that they were probably the first successful um, migratory group out of the continent of Africa. So if they come, if they migrated out of Africa to the place where they are now, then guess what? That means they're not the oldest motherfuckers on the planet. At best, the numbers I've come up with that I've seen, they're probably 40,000 to 70,000 years old. Let me take it all the way back. And again, the number I've been trying to beat in the head show with, 500,000 years originate originally from the continent. So so that, that, that one little YouTube clip that you saw that sparked your interest about the Jarara and how they hadn't been, you know, tainted by outside civilization, whatever, that's cute and all. But if they told if that clip told you they're the oldest people on the planet and you ran with it and parroting it like it's truth, you're a fool. Because they're not They came from Africa And ended up there Do your research And lastly <laughs> You're talking about And I don't think they had a spiritual system Oh man Just no research whatsoever um, There was one cracker Who went over there and, and studied And the whole book is called the Adamant Islanders, a study in social anthropology. And he's got a whole chapter. Guess what it's called? Religious and magical beliefs with deities, with spirits, with ancestors. Yes, the Jarara, the folks on the Adamant Islands are just like the Africans everywhere else on the continent. They took some of their beliefs with them, of course. And then they also cultivated a relationship with the spirits in the environment where they're at, and they're living their lives that way. But again, 
the Adam and Islanders, a study in social anthropology. They got a whole chapter on religious and magical beliefs. So now, of course, cognizoids are going to mess some stuff up when you're reading it. But since Pianchi doesn't have an African mind, I can't say when you look at it and you read it, you got to put it on your African mind to be able to tell the fact from fiction. But I at least wanted to represent with a book to shoot you down again to show you that you don't know what you're talking about when there's African culture anything. Stay in your lane, bruh. Keep talking about economics. Keep talking about the stuff you do on Falcon, for- Falcon Forum, and you might be all right. But when you step into this lane, the lane that I've been on for about 20 years, anytime you make foolish statements like that, I will continue to check you and check you and check you. And the stuff, the foolish stuff, again, he said about the ancestors, I dealt with that um, in my response in part one of this, so um, no need to re-go through that one. A little bit of research People Wow People go and do The first thing If people just study I mean (laughs) So now Here we go Are these the last two Clips here From the stupid questions Because I definitely have to get My um, Conclusion in um, there, there, there will be overtime for everything I can't get in, so, um, yeah, just bear with me because I got to go through, um, I need to go through atheism as well before the conclusion. So let's see. So we got two more little points here. And so now this, I apologize for the length. It's a long-ass soliloquy, again by Ankh. Again, talking about it didn't work. Um, again, talking about um, science and technology as defined by Caucasoid, yada, yada, yada. But then he also says something that's just so asinine and so stupid. I hope I don't wake up my house in response to it because I have to bring the energy, um, the proper energy to um, the stupidity of Part of the comment So we're going to play the whole thing It's five minutes long I'm sorry to put y'all through it And then we're going to go back And play a particular snippet of it um, To really show the asininity In um, Ankh's thinking With regards to African altars And African spirituality It's not going in over Okay All right. So, so go ahead Alright Um First of all, um, you, everybody in this song got to know their own capabilities. And we know no matter what we say, at the end of the day, we got to pay goddamn rent. And we got to do whatever it is it takes to pay our bills. No one on this phone is going to sit back and bank on making a prayer to an altar, to an ancestor. If they got any sense, right, they're going to do what they have to do to make sure they have the money. Right, which would be resources, okay, to supply the family with food, clothing, shelter, and you might buy a gun for protection. So 
at the end of the day, we understand. If we understand that the Africans had science and technology, and if their spiritual system was that, then we can safely say that the African spiritual systems are allowed to change over time. What this brother's doing is he got niggas stuck in the Stone Age. We're now in the Space Age. So if the African spiritual systems were really legit, oh, right? Then, and they were scientific, then they absolutely have to change. Because it's 2016, and anybody standing in front of an altar going, humana, 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 I'll show you a broke-ass motherfucker. I'll show you a shot-down-ass motherfucker. I'll show you African that are still in the Stone Age. How come Africa, with all this spirituality, right, don't have roads like they supposed to? How come Africa, with all this supposedly spirituality that the white man told us we had, let's get that straight, right, how come we're not in the space age? You can look this up. We don't even have satellites in space. But yet we have the greatest African spiritual system. And I'm telling you that is a crock of shit to have you stuck somewhere. That's not Africa. Look at the days when Africa was leading the world. What did they lead the world in when they led the world? They led the world in science and technology. What did they use to conquer the world? They used a projectile called the spear. What is the projectile? The projectile spear tips will later on become the bullet. The bullet will later on become the intercontinental fucking missiles. All based off of after spirituality of food, clothing, and shelter. We're in the space age, ladies and gentlemen. The hell with that stone age motherfucking spirituality. You cannot defend yourself with that shit he's talking about. Trust me when I tell you. He don't even know what he's talking about. He's hoping and he's wishing and he sounds real good. But guess what? We're not buying it, right? Real I agree man. with you, but you're doing you the same thing he's doing in a different way. No, hold on, hold on. Let me finish, man. Let me finish. If you leave the scholarship stuff that you do, you would do a good comedian role. Cut my wisdom. You cut my wisdom right now. I am telling you, 2016, right? And we're standing up, we're saying that African spirituality is science and technology with the morality code that we choose. That's what we're saying. And I'm saying you can't do nothing about it because I will science and technology right. your motherfucking ass. I will come in and take your altar and step on that shit and laugh at you. You yeah. My new but don't you know your morality code is your religion, hold though? On. Hold on, brother. My man, new the man is talking all facts. Hold on, man. Hold on, man. My new altar. <laughs> on my new altar, I will have a picture of a woman with a wig. And they will represent us taking the hair care industry. Humanism is a religion and a belief, Jackie. Humanism is a religion and a belief. <laughs> Well, I'm with you, brother, man. All facts. From that crude, all facts. I'll let you talk. I'm simply okay, telling you that it's man, crazy, crazy, man. Well, always well, look, been, look. I'm all, listen, man. The spiritual system has always been food, clothing, and shelter. Read the book by John Jackson, man. God and civilization. Read the book, uh, uh, Origin and Evolution of Primordial Man. They all tell you that we always deal with resources first. And then thousands of years later, after you secure all that shit, then you just got some time to sit back and philosophize and make up the different spirits 
and making them different alters. But you ain't got time for that shit right now because you don't have your full COVID shelter. That shit come way later on down the line. Come on, bro. Man, cut the that shit is- Ah, man. No one's using the altar for tangible stuff. Um, he said African traditional spirituality is and only is science and technology is and only is food, clothing, and shelter. Um, he said stuck in the Stone Age, um, spirit but no roads, and the Caucasoids told us that we were spiritual. The Caucasoids told us that we were spiritual. Um, that's stupid. Again, you, 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 you've claimed to um, be a student of Dr. Clark, and he constantly said we did not wait um, picking lint out of our navels, waiting for Caucasoids to come tell us this, come do this, come do that, build this or build that for us. I'm sure you've heard that one, two, maybe three, four times. So it did not take Hegel to come up with his limited understanding of what spirit is and spirit reality is for African people to be spiritual. The notion or the idea that, that, that Caucasoids told us that, and, and I had meant to um, put this in MP3 form so I could actually play it, but it got me thinking back to um, – Back in the 80s, yeah, there was a um, show that used to come on TV called In Search Of, and they had um, they, they, they had a piece on the Dogon. And a Caucasoid at around the 19-19 um, minute mark, because it's about 21 minutes long, at that mark he goes through um, the three ways that the Dogon could have known about series A, B, and C. And so basically, he, you know, he, he said um, they have some mystical information that we don't know about, or somebody else came in and told them, or C, it's all just a coincidence. And then he said, in my best scientific um, deduction, I'd have to say C, it's just coincidence. And then he even mimicked what someone earlier in the piece had said, again, that some Caucasoid postulated that a traveling Caucasoid came to the Dogon, told them about Sirius, um, excuse me, Sapata, A, B, and C, left, and then Caucasoid's info got passed on um, through the generations, they accepted that as their own, and that's how they may have known what they knew. That's how Unc sounds to me when he's talking with, with the piece that he <laughs> it was, was with what he just laid out there, that we can't do anything, we can't have anything unless Caucasoids, unless white folks tell us about it first. It is possible that you can be doing something and don't have a specific name for it, but you're still doing it. You're still in it and of it. And so 500,000 years compared to maybe between 25 and 75,000 years of the Caucasus. So we waited around for them 
to tell us about spirit and spirit stuff, and then that's how we got all up into it. Really? You going to sell us that short? Bruh. Um, again, that's why I call him the definition killer, because he's trying to um, throw away 500,000 years of documented um, knowledge and experiential knowledge of what real African traditional spirituality is and attempt to reduce it to his comfort level, his brain comfort level understanding of just science and technology. And not even science and technology that's defined by Africans, because if you even define science and technology as we Africans define it, then you cannot separate it from real African spirituality because we do not compartmentalize our reality like that. So for him to attempt to do that tells everyone that his intellectual father is white folks, and you got to do that. And you can throw out Stone Age and Science Age and all that sort of stuff. We're the ones that's 500,000 years old. So whatever age label that Caucasoids, the new folks on the planet, put on this, we have ran circles and circles and circles around it. So, again, one big thing about Kamal is I really try hard not to define Africa in European terms as much as I can. If I have to use a Caucasoid term, um, I, I, I'll define the hell out of it to make sure you understand in a particular way, but I am not going to jettison and redefine something that's way, way older than me just because I don't understand it or I may or may not like it or I may or may not have gotten turned out by it at an earlier age. And so now to soothe my bruised ego, I'm going to reduce the profundity of 500,000 years to something that makes sense to me. Again, the phrase I like to use, intellectually disingenuous. Now, no, I ain't going to go there. Um, he had made the statement about you ain't going to go to the altar to feed your family. Solely and only, and again, with your dichotomous logic, European dichotomous logic mind of either or, you, if, if you do one, you can't do the other. Um, then, yeah, maybe what you said is right. Folks shouldn't do that. But as African people, yes, we would do both. <laughs> and people do both all the time. They will go to the altar and ask for them finding a job and help for finding a mate, um, help with their present mate, all that sort of stuff. But then with Africa, Real African spirituality, see, again, since your basis is only Christianity, Judaism, Islam, all that sort of stuff, you just pray, and then you hope and hope and hope for something to happen. And African systems all across the board, east, west, north, south, and central, you ask for stuff, and then you are given a dictate, a message for you to do to bring about what you ask. So it's a give and take. If you don't do 
the provisions of what they asked for to bring about what you wanted, guess what? You won't get it. If you do do it, more than likely than not, you will get it. If you still don't get it, there may be some other forces at work going on. You might need to do deeper research, d- deeper, um, more more shrine work to figure out some of those other extenuating circumstances that blocked whatever you're asking for. But, again, the one thing I kept saying and it kept getting talked down is both. For your example, both. The, the, the totality of the talk, African Real African spirituality and science and technology. I don't know what your brain damage is for you to not be able to conceptualize doing both. So as far as that practical aspect of stuff, um, last week again, and just to be clear, last week and when I had um, Brother Jason on the show, that was not in any way a rebuttal. Um, to this this TRS debacle He's a friend of mine I wanted him on And it just coincided to come after the TRS debacle um, A few of my questions that I asked Were in tandem with that debacle But the totality of the show Did not have anything to do with TRS In this clip that we're going to pull out It just so happens to address um, some of that practical stuff because I brought it up and then on one of the good questions um, before Tyrone spoke over him, um, another brother was asking about, you know, doing the police brutality and other stuff like that. And here's the thing. Folks are working on it. Folks are doing it on small levels. And he talks about, uh, Brother Jason talks about why the efficacy right now may not be where it should be. But it is being done. Just like you don't know about all of the different things that were being done while during enslavement, and, and you don't believe all of these documented cases <laughs> of folks talking about stuff to, 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 to dodge this and to not get hurt by this, you can, you know, not agree with it. Maybe you don't even know that it's been put out there in the literature. But then that would be up on you to find it. And then for you to um, dig more into it. I would want you to find somebody in Atlanta who is um, about about it with real African spirituality and, and, and see if you can get something like that from them. They'll do a test of your character to see if you deserve it And if you don't deserve it then they won't give it to you But if you do then they might go ahead And give it to you I personally don't know Of um, I know that there are spiritual shrine houses in Atlanta Quite a few but I don't know Personally um, Folks that are in them so I can't Fully um, speak on that I can speak on what's going on in Philadelphia And I can speak on what's going on Here in D.C. And 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 and, and I'll just say that there are folks that are doing that serious work, that are doing that practical work, that have turned up the dial and are on a war footing with the spirituality and with African nation building. And just because you don't know about us don't mean they don't exist. 
what I'm going to do is we got two minutes left in this live show, and then um, <clears throat> we flip over to the overtime. And this is good. We got good time. Um, we're going to play Brother Jafan piece where he talks about the practical issues, and then we got to get to the to the egregiously stupid thing that Ox said, and we got to put him in check over that. Um, then we're going to go through um, some of the atheism stuff and 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 Ankh and Tyrone and Rachel's new guide, Science and Scientism. And then we're going to do our conclusion. Because if I ain't pissed everybody on that show off throughout these other few hours, my conclusion will. So, yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to just go ahead. And he, again, folks ain't going to stand up in front of the altar and do hamana, hamana, hamana again. And and if you can hear it in the background, I directly said, when you give up this pseudo-scholarship, um, you definitely have some role to play on the comedy circuit because a lot of what he said was pure comedy. And I was the one laughing in the background when he was going through his soliloquy. Um, but after this, he said something that wasn't so funny, and um, we're going to address that. But right now, let's hear what Brother Jassan has to say about using EFI for practical stuff. What role do you see ATR, African Traditional Religion, playing in African nation building either, now one of, we, we're, we're going to go get deeper here, as in policy formation, as in city mm. planning, as in within African Senate University, stuff like mm. that. What role does, do you feel that it plays? I think it's essential as uh, as as um, uh, Marimba Ani would say, it is the asili, is the the inner the spirit of one's nation. You know, in terms of this, I was talking with a good good brother of mine uh, the other day, uh, Obafemiori. And in that, um, we were having a really spirited conversation about, like, in terms of neighborhoods, you know, um, out here in America, we've got, we have tons of African-American, African born in America communities. So what do we do? You know, like, in my neighborhood, there's a, I know that there's a place where, you know, there's prostitution going on across the street. There's um, uh, drug abuse going on in the neighborhood. How do we clean up our communities? How do we take back our neighborhoods and clean up our neighborhoods from, you know, the police brutality? You know, but aside from uh, police brutality and Black Lives Mattering in that <laughs> regard, uh-huh. What about um, when? What about the Crips and the Blood, though? What about black on black violence? You know how how do we how do we um, negate that? How do we bring solution to that? So in terms of that, I we were talking about um, various things. Like for example, why not? Why can't we cast the five for the block? Why can't I have for my neighborhood and say, Esau, what is it going to take to 
um, what is it going to take for myself and other um, African spirituality practitioners to own homes on this block? What is it going to take for us to, 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 after we own homes on the block, then what is it going to take, what's the ebo for us to then have um, uh, successful families, for wives and husbands to stick together, for children to grow up healthy? You know, um, what is it going to take for that? Now, after that, now what is it going to take for us to occupy positions of prominence in the community? What's the elbow for that? And it's not a plan that lasts, it's not a, it's not a plan that lasts, you know, from, you know, three weeks. This is a plan that lasts 30 years. What is, Ooh, it, what we, what is the elbow? What's the elbow for this? And it's not a, a process that's a one-time elbow thing. It's a protracted process. It's periodic. We check in, hey, what do we need to do now? You know, um, I'm noticing at the edge of the block there's some unsavory characters there and they're selling drugs. If I, what does it mean? What's the, what's the need? What, what do we need to do to clear that out? This is on a microcosm level because we're talking about if we're going to nation build still being in America. What do we do to stop the police from killing us? What, what's up with that? I live in Los Angeles, which is the, one of the top uh, areas for police brutality, number one in the nation for police brutality. What do we do for that? You know, I think that one thing in terms of Ifa particularly, you've got in all these African spiritual traditions, you've got all these folks who practice, but ain't none of them coming together. Ain't none of them, to, you know, uh, coming together to do anything. And it's like, to be very honest, it's like you got four or five, up to ten nuclear reactors in the form of these Arishas or Irumales that we have. You got four or five, you know, five to ten nuclear reactors throughout the community, and they're working independently. The conversation that we had with the brother earlier of rugged individuality. We cannot have that in the African community. We can't have that in African spirituality because at the end of the day, we're all suffering from the same thing. So what is the elbow to unify the community? What is the elbow to clean the community out? That's part of it. Then after we cast that ifa and we offer the elbow or individuals, who come together as a community and say, this is what we want. Then we make our decision, we talk about we deliberate, we fight verbally, and then we come to a consensus. And then we move forward. We cast the fire, we make a vote, and we do the work. We follow the taboo. We follow the restrictions of that thing, and we do what is necessary to bring prominence. So I hope you got that. I ain't going to belabor it too much. Both, son. Both. But now, Ankh, the definition killer, probably said, and, and he was competing with Tianki here for the stupidest comment of the night, but Ankh won it with this. I will come in and take your oath and step on that shit and laugh at you. 
You yeah. I will come in and take your altar and step on that shit and laugh at you. You yeah. I will come in and take your altar and step on that shit and laugh at you. You yeah. Alex, are you familiar with the war for the golden stool? <clears throat> it was a war waged between the British and the Asante in Ghana. And for six months, under the leadership of Yasantiwa, well, she was one of the leaders, the main, the main leader during this time. The British said, we want your golden stool. And the, <laughs> the Asante were like, what? And the British were like, we want your golden stool. And at that moment, war was declared. And so from March to September 1900, those six months, the British tried to take the golden stew from the Asante. During those six months, the British lost 1,000 lives, and they never got the stool. So for you and your highly, highly disrespectful Highly stupid, highly ignorant, highly no respect for anything that doesn't exist outside of you statement of. I will come in and take your altar and step on that shit and laugh at you. You yeah. I issue to you, Ankh, the $100 million challenge. Here's the challenge. I want you to raise $100 million. And then you. I don't care if it's you got the tangible money or if it's, it needs to be electronic transfer. You go to Ghana, quest time with the Asante Hina and Asante Hima. You tell them you will give them this $100 million, no strings attached, right now on the spot. All that you want to do is shit on the golden stool and stream it live on the Internet for everyone to see. Let me say that again. Since you made that idiot, I, I can't even. Oh, man, quasiafo. I need to use a, 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 an African term to, 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 to fully, Baba Wangwe, <laughs> to fully express the, the stupidity of what you said there. Issue to you a $100 million challenge. You raise $100 million. You physically go to Ghana. You request to speak with the Asante Hine and Asante Hema. You tell them that you will give to them and their kingdom $100 million U.S. million right now on the spot, no strings attached. And all you want to do is shit defecate literally on the golden stool and stream it live on the internet for everyone to see. Let's see how far you get with that, motherfucker. Just point blank. Yes, there were a whole lot of sellouts throughout the continent, but all of them weren't sellouts. And if you go if you even think you can go into Africa with that type of mentality 
technology, science, I don't give a fuck how much money you got. Your ass would get chopped up into 27 little pieces and never seen or heard of again. It is asinine how disrespectful you can be, and then the next sentence you want to talk about after spirituality and all that shit? No. I dare you to go to Ghana and tell the Asante Hina and Asante Hema that you want to shit on the Golden School. I dare you. I triple dog dare you to do it. You all big and bad, motherfucker. Do it then. I actually don't know of anyone's house who practice after spirituality. You could just go in and kick over the shit and do the shit and laugh at them like you said you would without getting your ass whooped if you live to get out the house. So you can talk that shit behind computer screens and all that sort of stuff. But for real, for real, if you want to do anything to help African people, never say that stupid ass shit again. Because there are some people who just heard that clip, who are probably fighting not to sell some spirits at your ass. Then you'll find out it's real. Moving on. So let's talk about this atheism thing for the time that we got left. Um, page 169, Sankofa Movement, Rationalization and Reality of War. As understood Yeah, okay But I needed to read that whole thing too So where did that come in at? Okay, that's something different Okay As understood by the ancients And maintained in traditions today The spiritual dimension Is multidimensional multidynamic, and largely incomprehensible to humanity. Traditional Africa today, as were the ancients of Kemet, Ghana, Zimbabwe, on and on and on, Kathawakata, etc. They, we, are the recipients of millennia of observations and experiences that confirm, firm, that prove the vastness of the spiritual. Oh, okay. So it goes, okay, I should have mentioned, I should have, what is it? This incomprehensible spirit domain is reflected to a lesser degree in the temporal reality, a realm that is accessible to human intellectual pursuits. The two realms were considered complementary expressions of the creator. The new Western high priests of theoretical physics have sought to accommodate the concept of God and reduce spirit and the creator to a pure physics construct. The creator in this physics construct is the omega point. 
Spirituality, however, please hear this. Spirituality, however, cannot be reduced to the rational or be explained by intellectual or physical theories and elaborate mathematical proofs. Indeed, the intellect in traditional cosmology is thought of as the tool of the spirit. Additionally, intellect without spirit is imbalance, the fundamental assumption of tradition. Intellect is not intended to separate itself from spirit and become an entity unto itself. Intellect is supposed to be a tool by which the spirit evolves. It is an expression of spirit and one of the ways the spirit continues its development. The non-Africans' limitations, their arrogance and presumption of supreme power, which led him to separate the spiritual and the secular, also facilitated the creation of quote-unquote religion, concepts of worship, and for this talk, atheism as a construct. All of these are terms of rigidly hierarchical and centralized patriarchy, the simplistic and unifocal conceptions of reality facilitated the development of imperialistic world religions. These quote-unquote religions were, in fact, no more than reflections of the nomadic, patriarchal, paternalistic, and autocratic social organization of the Indo-European peoples that invented them. Who are your intellectual masters? Ankh, Tyrone, Rachel, and all the other um, who riders on the show? Y'all ain't talking Africa nothing if you don't understand African spirituality at its, at its core. Period, point blank. You might not like me saying it, but I got 500,000 years backing me up. What you got? This will fit in here. Yeah. Yeah. It is important that we understand the complexity of traditional spiritual concepts and their indivisibility with regards to the material and routine aspects of traditional culture. The continuum of the spirit and the temporal is analogous to a woven fabric. The dichotomy of sacred and secular is meaningless. The non-Africans' first encounter with Africa was a true case of cultural shock, technologically, socially, and in conceptualizations of the cosmos, the alien was woefully deficient. And they're still woefully deficient. Y'all asses just don't know enough about real African spirituality to understand that. Continuing. It was the destiny of the alien Asiatics, either entering Kemetist POWs or migrants, with a dangerously limited conception of reality to separate and divest the material of its spiritual context and progenitor. 
when the Indo-European barbarians and incomplete beings, Urugu, of Eurasia witnessed the material wealth of the Africans, they did not and could not comprehend the invisible and complementary spiritual context. The Greek students of the ancients, Pythagoras, Thales, um, Aximander, Kathawakata, before and after the Greek conquest of 332 BCE, did not fully value the spiritual because they could not access or fully comprehend it. And we're going to come back to that in the conclusion. You keep talking about the Greeks, the Greeks, the Greeks. Those are your intellectual fathers. They didn't graduate from our schools. They didn't have the totality of our information. So quit sucking on their dicks. Their native cosmological paradigm was limited. Now, I just want to read this little piece again. The Greek students of the ancients, Pythagoras, Thales, Aximander, etc., before and after the Greek conquest of 332 BCE, did not fully value the spiritual because they could not access it or fully comprehend it. Their native cosmological paradigm was limited. It is the same with the legions of modern Euro-American anthropologists and archaeologists who today scour about the bush and the deserts in Africa. They are burrowed into long-abandoned funerary chambers of Kemet and rummaged to thatch huts of Mali to uncover fragments of things and ideas which they then piece into meaningless intellectual collages. And that takes me back to a Gerald Massey quote. The, the Greeks didn't understand it. They passed that non-understanding off to the Romans, and, and modern anthropologists have taken that and ran with it to this day. Well, that's a paraphrase from Gerald Massey, but um, Brother Koto and Mama Koto are saying the exact same things right there. Who are your intellectual fathers and mothers? No, just, just fathers because it's patriarchal. Dig a little more into this. Coming from, again, a book I know y'all know nothing about, um, Urugu, African-Centered Critique of European Cultural Thought and Behavior. I'm going to start on page 67 and read a quick quote, and then we're going to go through some other stuff to um, lay out um, the... um, Utamawazo, the culturally structured thought behind atheism, European rationality, scientism, all of that. 67. The European definition of science is not the only way of defining what science should be. For Hunter Adams, science is the search for unity or wholeness within or without all human experience. And for Wade Noble, science is the formal reconstitution or representation of a people's shared set of systematic and cumulative ideas, beliefs, and knowledges, i.e., their common sense, stemming from their culture. End quote. The definition of European science reflects the European consciousness and the style of thought gendered by that consciousness 
has become ideological. In this role, it is identical, excuse me, in this role, it is identified as scientism. And Wade Nobles warns us, quote, thus the danger when one adopts uncritically the science and paradigms of another people's reality. That is to adopt their consciousness, and it limits the arena of one's own awareness. The definition of European science reflects the European consciousness, and the style of thought generated by that consciousness has become ideological. In this role, it is identified as scientism. All y'all jokers knew God. And we are warned by Wade Nobles. Thus, the danger when one adopts uncritically the science and paradigms of another people's reality is that one adopts their consciousness and also limits the arena of one's own awareness. So all that atheism, rah-rah, yap-yap that y'all doing, Africans are rolling over in their graves, and the Greeks are applauding you. Now we're going to go, still in Urugu, by Marimba Ani, page 178, the religion and rationality syndrome. Now, her chapter on religion is the longest in the book, and she doesn't speak on atheism specifically, directly, uh, it would probably be closely um, defined as the scientism construct that we just laid out. But she, when you, rationality, as defined by white folks, is so key and so major within any spiritual construct that they cannot understand fully a real African spirituality because their definition of reality, excuse me, their definition of rational and rationality leaves out spirit, leaves out things that they don't understand and can't taste, touch, see, hear, and smell. And we fall into that same trap when we say that things that we can't see, touch, taste, hear, or smell don't exist. Socrates' Socrates's greatest achievement to many is his insistence on the use of reason to decide moral questions. I want to make sure. Where should I? Why am I? Conceptual. Philosophical investigations. Okay. Yet, while this may very well be one of the most significant legacies of Platonic thought, it may also be the most misguiding, given that Platonic understanding of the nature of reason. It is clear, excuse me, it is here that we can clearly recognize the definitive function or role of the European utamawazo. That's an African word for culturally structured thought. It shapes the consciousness and limits the possibilities of conceptual experience. The European identification of religion with rationality is a demonstration of this tendency, ultimately originating in the need to control. 
the European interpretation of this use of reason was bound to the attempt to remove the religious experience from its natural cultural base and thereby was confronted with the task of, quote-unquote, finding, and in this case, creating the proper religious statement. Given the predominant perceptual mode of European thought, Europeans were destined to search within the confines of the abstract and the rationalistic. Europeans have trapped themselves Okay, yeah. The Europeans have trapped themselves by assuming that religious truth consisted of nothing more than the philosophical systems of their own creation. And therefore, religious activity for them seemed properly to be contained in their own philosophical investigations. If they can despiritualize the universe, if they can give the idea that they know all, then they, in their minds, can control reality. And if they say, if you can't touch it, taste it, see it, hear it, or smell it, then it doesn't exist, then for them, that is true. But as we've been trying to say over and over and over again, their limited conceptions of reality is not all of reality. And the atheism piece is the over-rationalization of reality based on cognizant definitions. Page 179. In Kemetic or ancient Egyptian thought, for instance, Philosophy, theology, and science were never separate. Uh-oh, there's the S word. Let me reread this. In Kemetic ancient Egyptian thought, for instance, philosophy, theology, and science were never separate. Their integration became only problematic because of the reification of the platonic abstraction, which tends to reduce thought to a limited Rationalism. If we can't figure it out in our minds, this is what the Greeks said, then it doesn't exist. And so all this religion stuff, only the stuff that we can see, touch, taste, hear, or smell is real and exists. Everything else is irrational and stupid and don't make no sense, and it's just folks that are still stuck in the cave, going back to Plato. Who are your intellectual masters? Because pity that was said on the show by numerous folks could basically just be broken down into untrained Greek thought being spewed by black people. If y'all want to be Greeks, that's fine. But, but 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 don't talk no African nothing then, and, and you ain't got no real solutions for black folks because you're only coming from a European worldview and mindset. Page 180. Y'all ain't going to like this one. The need to, pr- to quote-unquote prove 
the existence of the spiritually true is a European need. The need to quote-unquote prove the existence of the spiritually true is a European need. The inability to distinguish between the quote-unquote logic of the mathematical telelogism or, or, or proposition and reasonableness or truth and the inability to recognize the limitation of pure logical analysis points to a European conceptual weakness. End quote. The totality of reality is not tied up into European dichotomous logic either or. I just recently read there are six types of logic out there, and the one that's most used by us Africans the 500,000-year-old ones that y'all want to poo-poo on, is diunital logic, which is, um, which is um, and and both. So dichotomous is either or, diunital is and and both. I'll just leave that there. But Marimba, she's trying to say, <laughs> white folks don't even understand the limitation of a purely logical analysis, and that is a European conceptual weakness. And now we got some black skin folks that want to take on those weaknesses of the Caucasoid and say they're giving high thought and real solutions and real talk and all that sort of stuff. You're parroting white folks with no solutions. Page 181. The problem is how one develops spiritual concepts, conceptions, that can be applicable to a world that one has already effectively materialized. The solution is unavoidable. Reduce spirit to matter, the essence, of its the essence to its manifestations. So basically, if you just say, if you make the proclamation, there ain't no such thing as spirit, everything is material, so you reduce the world to material. Once you do that, Or you do that by <laughs> let me go back. You cannot. The problem is how do you develop spiritual conceptions when you've already materialized the universe? If there is nothing spiritual, all the world is just material, taste, touch, see, hear, and smell. How do you then also create spiritual concepts? Well, if you reduce Spirit to matter, no such thing as spirit is all matter. You find the essence of something and you make a manifestation of that essence, the thing. You don't focus on the essence. It's like um, the, the, the pointed finger, <laughs> you miss the forest for the trees, um, you, you just looking at my finger, you don't see what I'm pointing at. That's what we're talking about here. You, the essence, which is spirit, but you find one of its manifestations, one of its things that, that is coming from it, and you reduce the essence to that thing. That's a problem. Most European theological and philosophical discussions make the same compartment or 
category mistake for the European mind operating outside of the rational, rationalistic sphere means a loss of control. It necessitates the recognition of a power greater than itself. And such a possibility is contradictory to the European Utama Rojo, or spirit drive, driving force. It's contradictory to the European driving force. Because they control, they think they control everything and can figure everything out. And if something exists outside of them that they can't figure out, then they get into a flux and they get into a huff and it, it contradicts what, what's in them as Europeans and what they know. And so Europeans are faced with a dilemma. For religion has by definition to do with the awareness of the supernatural, i.e. a power that transcends the mortal self. Yet it is imminent within the immortal being or spirit. It is a dilemma never escaped in European theology. And the Europeans end up with an image of the all-powerful or supreme being as the most rational mind, which is, of course, their image of themselves. Having inherited religious insights from older traditions, they were bound to misinterpret them. So now, again, while she's specifically talking about Christianity, we can definitely add in this supra-rational mode within atheism. Because, again, if, if I can't conceive it, if science hasn't figured it out, then it don't exist. That's supra-rational. So everything she's saying fits right in with y'all fools. Because since y'all can't quantify and prove spirit, which Dr. Ani already said that's a European need to try to do that, but you're going to try to do it. Um, you mess stuff up that way, and you're not coming from an African base when you do that. Finally, 183, Urugu, an African-centered critique of European cultural thought and behavior. The rationalistic approach to religion of the European conviction that values are, quote-unquote, discovered intellectually rather than created via cultural activity. This ideological tendency has its historical and epistemological origins in Platonic thought and finds, it de finds its development and interpretations in Aristotle and the scholastics. This syndrome, this rational, rationalistic syndrome, perhaps points more drastically to the spiritual failure of European religious formations than any other single aspect. And again, the over-rationalization, the hyper-rationalization, the hyper-reliance on science, making it scientism, falls right in line with what Dr. Ani just said on page 183 of her book, Urugu. Anything else just pressing, pressing that I want to get in here?
that should be it. Let me go back here. I did my $100 million challenge. Uh, Mention that. We got about 22 minutes left, which will give me enough time to get this conclusion in here. I just want to make sure other good points I did not leave out. I already mentioned the fact that white folks understand understood the profundity. Oh, 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 yeah. White folks understood the profundity of our stuff more than we did. They banned our religions. Um, they themselves, while we were enslaved on the plantations, they themselves would use our spirituality either by threatening our spiritual people um, or they was just sellouts to tell them about threats or, or to heal somebody, some Caucasoid that got sick. And then I did a whole talk on um, a, a, a whole program that, that practice had put out in the 60s on spiritual counterinsurgency and how they wanted to deal with folks on the Congo to take over their land. And you can go to that talk in the PDF or the Google Doc is right there for you to look at it and read it. And they had a plan on how to do it and all that sort of stuff. So white folks understand some. White folks understand the efficacy of our system enough to put together whole programs to try to counter it. But we got pseudo-intellectual niggas to say it ain't real, just throw it away. Wow. So one last quick point before I do this conclusion. Um, Brother Tyrone, Brother Tyrone, what to say about you? Um, and, And I didn't take the clip out, but two, three times, you have, you were constantly mixing up how Christianity was and is used to mess us up and our real African spiritual systems, which you intellectually or experientially know absolutely nothing about. So, again, how you can speak so forcefully and poo-poo it when you don't know nothing about it is, is beyond me, but you do you, bro. Let's be real clear here. Real African spirituality was not or ever beaten into us. Rules were not put on any books forcing anyone to practice real African spirituality. And if you didn't, you were beaten, whipped, shackled, or killed. You had made the, you, you, you were poo-pooing and shitting on real African spirituality and spirits and understanding that, made a few derogatory comments about people who do. And then in your next breath, you were talking about Joe Osteen and T.D. Jakes. The whole reason why I came on y'all show in the first place and the whole reason all of this is going on is because Everett brought me on to talk about my book, How to Make a Negro Christian. I bang on those damn Christians almost harder than anybody that's out here right now with different type of information from a lot of folks, especially in this book because I'm uncovering the, the, the specific plan that crackers used to give us Christianity while we're on the plantations. So I bang on Christians and Christianity and Christian thought shit 20 hours a day. So we have no problem there. But when you fuse the two things together, 
you're not knowing of African spirituality and not believing in spirits and all that with how we got Christianity and how it was whooped into us and beat into us. You're incorrect there. If you're going to hate on something, hate on it on its own merits, but don't lie and fuse it together and, and give the impression that it was beat into us and forced upon us. And you made that error twice during that, that, that six, seven hour um, BS show. <laughs> the first two hours was cool. The rest of the, 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 the last five hours and, and the insults and, and all that sort of stuff. I, I, I was going to share those, but let's deal with the real stuff. So, you, you, you share, Tyrone, that you know nothing about real life or spirituality. You ain't studied nothing, and you haven't been to any temples or anything to feel and, and, and see it and experience it for yourself. That's cool. That's fine. Okay. But you cannot, in the next breath, attempt to equate our systems, the 500,000-year-old systems that we dealt with pre-invasion, post-invasion, the same, you can't equate that the same with how we got Christianity and Islam. And you listen to it over again and you see how you how you did that twice. Don't do that. You're wrong, bro. All right. Got the- Got the clips, got most info, played all the clips that I wanted to play. Mentioned the Dogon. <clears throat> About to shoot down the naturalistic thing. All right, let's get to a conclusion. We got about 15 minutes left. That should be enough time. $100 million challenge. Uh, you want to go step on some altars? You want to go shit on the golden stool? Give them $100 million. See if you can do it, bro. Conclusion. Atheism, however you want to define it, was founded and conceived in the Caucasoid mind who never had or will have access to spirit, capital S. Atheism, however you want to define it, is the handmaiden of Europeans. And when you take it on, you aid in our destruction by stupidly cutting us off from our best power source, our real African spirituality. Atheism says there is no God, no spirits. All that exists exists in my mind, and I can figure everything out today. Today, that concept is better related to the Caucasoid-defined science, or as Marimba Ani calls it, scientism. It is predicated on the wrong belief of the Greeks that all is mind. We should know that is bullshit because everything cannot be explained by the human mind, and everything cannot be explained with science. Science can't explain the actual insides of a black hole. Science can't explain the full depths of the ocean. Hell, science can't even explain the entire workings of the human mind. 
So how in the hell can the brain that can't be fully explained explain everything in existence? How in the hell can the brain that can't be fully explained explain everything in existence? And the human mind and science damn sure cannot fully explain spirit, that life force that all of us Africans have that animates our physical bodies. And the definitions of spirit are already read. Those are approximations of the term. And it goes even, and the book Sankofa Movement even further goes to say that you run into immeasurable dangers trying to use Caucasoid words to define an African reality. So I ask you, black atheists, real black atheists, without spirit, where does inspiration come from? Without spirit, where does inspiration come from? Where does intuition come from? Neither one of those are rigid intellectual endeavors. Most of all of the great innovations of all societies came from spirit, nurtured through that person's intellectual passions and pursuits, but not from direct cognitive abilities of the person. And I'm sure the other folks who are listening um, will be able to even think of more examples Um, the mind and science can't explain. And what's interesting is some of those things that Western science can explain, African science has explained, but Caucasoids just don't want to own up to the reality that there's human groups on this planet that that know more than them in realms that they can't even fathom and touch. Hear this if y'all hear nothing else that I've said. Human cognitive ability is not the totality of reality. Human cognitive ability is not the totality of reality. Because you do not know of something or don't like something doesn't mean that that something doesn't exist. Just because you don't know of something or don't like something doesn't mean that that something doesn't exist. Now, to even talk about spirituality, anything, ground floor, elementary level knowledge, and and, 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 and we mentioned this um, either in Sankofa or Urugu just tonight, there is a consensus in Urugu that there exist things that are greater than me, things that my mind cannot figure out. So you cannot talk about African spirituality on one side of your mouth and atheism, however the fuck you want to define it, on the other side of your mouth. It's intellectually disingenuous. 
part of my call, my passion, my mission is to get Africans globally to look back into how we conceive things, how we define things, and how we know and knew things pre-invasion. We must stop taking our cues from caucasoids. The comedic schools were 40 years long. Thales got 25 of those years in. That's his maximum of comedic knowledge. 25 years, and the best that the Greeks could come up with is all is mine. But I ask you, what about the other goddamn 15 years? All of reality and existence does not exist in the limited human mind, period. It cannot explain everything, period. That is the fatal flaw of atheism. That's why it died out in the 20s when we played around with it, when we were trying to be communists. That's when it died out in the 60s when some of us tried to deal with it with Marxist thought again in the 60s. And that's why it will die out now. Human cognitive ability is not the totality of reality. And going back to you, Ankh, even your nature-only argument of atheism won't work either. Because, again, when you dig into any traditional African society, you want pre-invasion. You'll be slapped up and down the head with spirit this, ancestor that, deity this, God or gods that. You might not like it, but that is the 500,000-year-old African truth. Deal with it. A smart person wouldn't jettison 500,000 years of documented historical and experiential African knowledge. A smart person would see how to use it to better their life today. Do we need to be more assertive and stop being so damn passive with our real African spirituality? Yes. Do we need to call upon our warrior deities to help us eradicate our enemies? Yes. Can we even use this 500,000-year-old documented wisdom using your 50, 60-year-old approach and your only 10 years of study? No. You close us off from that, and that won't help us anywhere. So here's the difference between you and me, Ankh. And here's the difference between me and all the who riders on the TRS show. I stand firmly on 500,000 years of documented and experiential knowledge of African spirituality along with African-defined science and technology. I would go throughout the continent telling the people, um, you must fuse our understanding of science and technology with a present-day warlike application of our African spiritual systems because we presently face an enemy, specifically Caucasoids, unlike any enemy we faced before in our history. And after we eradicate that threat, we can then call upon the peaceful um, deities to come in and we can get into system and cultural maintenance and we can move on with our lives our way. 
You, however, if you and your other unlearned atheist cronies, but specifically you, aren't, stand only on your little 10 years of study. You, aren't, want to go throughout the continent and tell them to throw away all, all that God and spirit stuff y'all been doing and only deal with science and technology. Ironically enough, science and technology defined by Caucasoids. Now, in that scenario, you tell me who would even make it out of Africa alive, bro. Come on now. You talk a good game for folks that might not know, but when you step up against folks that know and study twice as long as you on this subject, you're exposed. Black atheism is some bullshit that won't get us nowhere in the long run. Therefore, we must come home to our real African spirituality and fuse it properly with everything we do. That's how you drop a mic. A Bibi Fahodier, total African liberation. You betty them, we will be victorious. I'm going to end on two quick clips that I usually end on. One from Marimba Aini. Y'all should really look her up and study her. And then from Baba Carruthers. Because the way the system of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work. And they will lose their control. No people can be spiritually, politically, or psychologically free when they worship an image of God assigned to them by another people. The new revolution in Africa that will usher in real independence will start when Africans begin to look at all aspects of their life based upon their spirituality, their culture, and their political interests. 